0: Good afternoon, and welcome to the serious computer security seminar from Purdue University. Our speaker today is Tejashree Datar, who is a PhD student here at Purdue University in the uh, uh, cyber forensics program. Her uh, presentation today is about the Yahoo Messenger forensics, uh, updated and studied for later versions of Microsoft Windows. Tejashree.
1: Hi, hi. I'm Tejashree, and. um, I was just talking and saying that I had taken this course before, and I was sitting there that time, and I did not believe that I would be standing here giving a presentation that time. Anyways, um, well, as the title says, we are—I'm from the forensics background, so uh, in the forensics department, so I'm going to be talking about Yahoo Messenger forensics. Um, this paper was actually presented in a conference in Dublin uh, in 20. 11. And the way we did, did this paper, I'll tell you a bit about that later on. Anyway, so why I'm, what I'm going to talk about today is why Yahoo Messenger forensics, as in that's the big question, right? And then a little bit about previous work, and then talk about what we did throughout, as in the methodology section, uh, what we found, and everything else. All right, so why forensics? So why we decided to do this paper? Um, I was interning at the Lafayette Police Department and there was this case which involved uh, child pornography. And it had tons and tons of pictures on there, like 80,000 or 90,000 pictures we had to go through. And we couldn't find anything on it. And that time, um, even though Vista and 7 was in there, uh, usually whatever the OS uh, was found on the system that was analyzed was usually XP. So when we found that um, the OS that the person had, it was Vista, and it was a newer version of uh, Windows, sorry, of uh, Microsoft, my bad, of Yahoo Messenger, and then we realized that the pictures were actually sent by this person, shared over the internet, and he was using Messenger photo sharing to do that. It was really, really, really difficult for us to find any literature on how to extract the data or how to find what pictures were shared by whom with this person. So we found about three papers in there which just said that, okay, you know what, look at this, look at this, look at this, but didn't tell exactly where to look in the registry. And it was a pain for us to go through these papers and then actually look at this because the papers were specifically for XP. And now you guys know that XP and Vista are 7. They are totally different. We couldn't know how to do anything about Vista. So what we decided was, OK, you know what? We dealt with this case, but let us put a knowledge base for Vista and uh, 7, which is kind of similar to each other, and see what it is. Uh, I know that there are very few people who will be using my. Uh, messenger, Yahoo Messenger, for sharing pictures. But there are people out there who do that. And if you are a law enforcement officer, who usually don't have as much knowledge about things or forensics as we do, then it's important that they get all the database or all the knowledge that we can provide. Anyways, so um, as I said, it was born out of, case that we helped the local police and um, we had limited resources I basically said everything. Anyways, so the previous work, there were just three of them out there, the, or four I should say. The first is an access data quick find chart which every forensics officer uses. It tells you where you can find stuff on the registry. And obviously when we were using it, uh, the access quick find chart was specifically for XP. They did not update it, even though Vista had been there for like three years, they did not update it or come up with a newer version for Vista. So all you had was XP and your gut and skills to figure out where you can find things on uh, Vista, or seven, and now eight, actually. Anyway, so there was a paper published in 2006 uh, by Mike Dixon, and... It actually uh, talked about Yahoo Messenger uh, 7.0 and it was specifically for XP. He actually found a lot of things like where to find uh, bits of messages in the RAM or uh, he did not focus on photo sharing uh, but profile pictures or maybe user connections as in he could find usernames of the persons that one of the person was chatting with or something like that. So he looked at that. Then there were two more things. Uh, One paper by Lieutenant Wagner, it was in 2007, and he specifically looked at photo sharing in XP again. And he looked at the m.jpg, jpeg, JPEG, and t.jpg. I'm going to talk to you about that later. Anyways, those those were actually the starting points for us, to actually know what was going on in there. And then there was one more non-dated paper from an anonymous person. And he was—he looked at the photo sharing as well, but he looked at a newer version of Messenger, and again, it was specifically to XP. All right, how many of you have used Yahoo Messenger? I mean, it used to be popular, right? I don't know if it is popular now or not. <laughs> Anyways, so. Yeah, so Yahoo Messenger. It's from Yahoo, obviously, as it says, and it's free to anyone, anyone who has a Yahoo ID. And if you don't have a Yahoo ID, you can just create it. Go to Yahoo, create it. And it doesn't ask for much. I mean, you can put in any any random name, any random email, you can, which you can create anywhere. And it's basically anyone can get any ID. And we did that. I mean, we actually created multiple ids and we created new uh, emails on gmail and put that as uh, the id for yahoo and it just it just didn't check anything it was all good anyway so it's basically a messenger so you use it to communicate with others you have you can communicate with known people or unknown people Known people, you can obviously add them in your contact list or your buddy list or whatever it is and then chat with them if they are online or go to chat rooms and try and find new people up there. So it's pretty much as usual, any messenger works. And it has options like photo sharing, file transfer, video chat, and many more, like maybe conferencing or stuff like that, just the usual stuff. Um, So we decided to look at the defaults, as in, what default settings are there usually. Because the person, or the case that we were dealing with, the suspect, he was not a computer techie. He did not, he had not altered anything. So everything was on defaults, set over there. Um, It was easier that way. Anyways, so all Yahoo messengers, all the chats are archived, uh, whenever you start any chat sessions. But when you log out, the chats are deleted automatically. But if your chat session closes automatically without being logged off, the chats may be shared, uh, may be stored, and these can be retrieved. And that's what happened with the case that we were working on. Um, The person's computer kept on, it wasn't even logging off. It, It kept on shutting down all the time, and he would switch it on. Whenever he restarted, he would log into Yahoo Messenger, but whatever he was sharing or chatting got stored. So that's how we were able to pull stuff out. So that's one of the defaults. Um, It is possible to change it. Like It is possible for you to maybe actually store a chat session, you know, for no reason, I don't know, for your whatever stuff. But if you do that, it will be automatically saved in your documents folder as a text file. All right, so what we did was we had a question so far. All right, it's pretty easy. All right, what we did was um, we decided to use a virtual machine. So we had a a Mac Pro which ran Snow Leopard on it. And then we used used VirtualBox software just because it was free and we didn't want to (laughs) spend any money on it. Anyways, so we set up two machines on there, one uh, which was Windows 7, and one which was Windows Vista. And uh, we decided to communicate between them. Once that was there, we decided to install the latest version of Yahoo Messenger, which was 10. something at that point. I'm pretty sure it's 11 by now. I don't know. Um, Anyways, we created three test accounts. One was victim, and two bad guys. As I said, we Decided we actually created ba- bad guy one, bad guy two, and Yahoo Messenger really didn't care what IDs we took, and it, it was fun, actually. Anyways, and we decided to do multiple chat sessions, uh, initiating either from the bad guy or the victim or anything like that, or between the bad guys because they were trying to share some photos or something like that. And we took snapshots of the screens and just put it up there. All right. So first, we decided was to look at the registry because Access Data has a registry for XP, and we wanted to update that registry for Vista and Seven. And the things that we found was kind of there weren't much differences, but there were as well. As in, I need to say that uh, when we looked at the registry, we did not look at the entire registry. We just looked at the specifics for Yahoo Messenger and nothing else because that's what the paper focuses on. Anyways, uh, we used the built-in registry uh, finder by Microsoft and decided to look through the registry over there. We found a bunch of new things which were not there in XP on 7 and Vista. There were just a couple maybe which were there, which were different in XP and, uh, which were different in Vista and 7 between them. But specifically with XP there were various different things. But all in all, it was kind of similar. It wasn't much different. And, sorry. and for XP, um, everything can be found in program files, which is obvious. And for Vista or 7, you have to go and look in program data. Now, program data, as you know, is always hidden. It's by default hidden. You have to go and make, make sure that it's unhidden for you to go and find things in there. So, that's what we found. Alright. Um, this is not what we built. We just decided to take the template out of the Access Data Registry and build it just the way it was. So until the column that XP, it's, it's actually there in the uh, Access Data Registry, we just decided to add two more columns in Vista and 7. And obviously some extra things that XP did not have. So if you can see, um, if you go to Software Yahoo Pager, um, it gives you a lot of information about the person who is using it or the user who is using or installed XP on their machine. So it gives stuff like your user ID or what version you are on or your version revision, if you had any. Um, but you can see that XP does not have that, the non-applicable thing, XP does not have that. Um, if you have saved your password, you can actually see the passwords up there. Um, then if your auto-login is on or off, because sometimes it gives an idea whether the computer, if it shuts down and if it keeps auto-logging in once you restart it or not. So it's kind of good to know that. Um, the chat rooms, like the second one, uh, the screen name chat, it actually gives you the last chat room that you visited. So it gives you the name of that chat room, which is really important depending on what kind of case you're using or you're trying to investigate. The case that we were working on, this guy would go to random chat rooms like all the time, all the time, and they're not funny, and they're not really nice chat rooms. I mean, we had to investigate that, and it was not fun. And it it's actually really surprising that things like that are easily available anywhere like that. Uh, it, it, I mean, even you can do that uh, here. Anyways, so uh, the best one is the favorite chat room list that you can see, uh, which is not there in XP, but for Vista and 7, you can actually find a list of all the favorite chat rooms that a person has gone in, which we were able to find on this person's computer. And the file transfer, it's, it actually gives you the last file that was received and saved. So that's, again, important. Alright, so S-folder. Um, something that is created only when you start a photo sharing. How many of you have used photo sharing in uh, Messenger? None? Oh, one person like two persons, three persons, okay, three people uh, it's basically very easy. you initiate photo sharing with any person or any of the users you are um, chatting with, and you just drag and uh, drop the pictures up there and once are, they are in there, the person will receive them uh, the pictures you can save them, so you can save them anywhere you want it's really easy and I basically i used to use it when i was in india because it just helped me and my friends uh, you know share pictures easily we didn't have any of the apple thing right now with photo stream and anything anyways um so this guy he was using this thing uh, photo sharing and the s folder is one of the very important things that shows that pictures have been shared or anything like sent or received uh, you can tell them apart um it's Specifically generated after a photo sharing is initiated now if I am the sender on the sender machine It will not be initiated until the photo sharing is accepted by the receiver Once it's accepted it creates a folder in the sender machine, but the folder is empty Because it nothing has been shared yet. It's just the session has been initiated So if you find a folder which is empty it means that they initiated the session But nothing was shared or nothing was received That's it, pretty much. But um, whenever you share something, as in once a picture has been sent, it creates two files, one which is a t.gpg or jpeg, and the second is m.jpeg. Now t is something which is a thumbs file, that's it. And m is something, just a random one, the actual file, the actual picture that was shared. Uh, The way the name is created for this picture, suppose I have something which is stored as cute on my personal computer and I share it. It's not going to be shared as cute. It's going to be shared as some weird random alphanumeric name, that's it. And this name is generated by the machine for itself. I don't know why it does that, it just does it that way. And um, the S folder in itself is like, it's actually S and some four letters. It could be alphanumeric, anything. Again, it's randomly generated. And as I said, it can be found in the program data, Yahoo, Messenger, and photo sharing. Um, these are the snapshots of what we found. Uh, the first one, if you can see, is the photo, uh, the S folder being created. And it was, if you went in there, the folder will be empty because it was just initiated. And this is on the sender side. Now, once you go in the folder and once the picture has been shared by the sender to someone else, you can find that there are these two things up here. As I said, these names are really random, but they are going to be same for the same picture. So the T and M, the presence of the T file just indicates, or the thumbs file, indicates that the picture was sent and wasn't just received. Um, usually it shows as M first and T later on, but uh, when the picture is actually sent, the T file is created first followed by the M. So that's how it does. Alright, so this is what happens on the sending machine, right? Now what happens on the receiving end? So whenever um, a photo session is initiated, it does not create anything on the uh, receiving machine, but once you send something, like once a picture is sent, it will create a S folder on there. And that S folder will not be empty. It will, create, it will have some file in it already because a picture has been sent already in there. And on that one, it will not have a T file. It will just have an M file. Now, this is the same as this one before and not the other one. Or on the receiving end, but I just wanted to show that uh, the absence of T means that it was the file was received. That's pretty much it. All right. So what happens if I have multiple chat sessions open? Maybe I'm chatting with like three or four people and trying to get more and more pictures from them, trying to do things like, okay, you know, you give me this, I'll give you that, and then suddenly trying to ask me, do you have this, then I can give you this, or stuff like that. Um, It just shows that if you have multiple S-folders, it just means that you have multiple chat sessions going on with multiple photo sharings. That's it. So over here we had two uh, photo sharing sessions going on simultaneously on the computer and it just had two of them open. So two 2S folders. Alright, so photos. As I said, um, whatever the pictures are there on the photo sharing thing, it has this one big window up there and all the pictures are by default saved under pictures. So you don't have to save it specifically. It just gets saved under libraries. But if you want to save it at a different location, you can. You can right click it and just define a location like C drive or something. And it can be saved that way as well. But by default, it's saved under pictures, which is, this is the path for it. All right, file transfer. Again, how many of you have used file transfer on Yahoo Messenger? people. Okay, good. <laughs> um, file transfer, uh, what we did for photo sharing, it's just for pictures, right? But what if I wanted to send a video? Then what? The file transfer is the best option to use Use over there. File transfer, you can send anything like pictures, music, uh, video, documents, anything. And for that, whenever a file transfer is initiated, you have to accept it and direct it to, uh, to somewhere to be saved. Uh, If you use the default setting, it will be saved under documents. If you don't use that, then you can save it anywhere on the computer. But apart from that, you cannot receive the file unless you accept it and save it somewhere. So that's file transfer. And as I said, here's the path. Um, Under documents, it will be saved over here by default. And that's pretty much it. Um, The date date timestamp over here will be the one on the local machine. So if your local machine date time stamp is not set right, I mean, it's going to throw off the investigation, but who cares about the date time, right? (laughs) Anyways, but that will be something on the machine. But over here, the best thing over here is um, if my file was called cute in my sending machine, it will be called as cute when it was sent to the receiving end. Obviously, I can change the name, whatever I want, to maybe like, not cute or something like that. But it will be sent like that by default. And if you use the default options of saving it, it's going to be saved with the same name. And it won't be any random generated number over there. Alright, as I said, this was a really short paper and we just wanted to um, increase the knowledge base and pretty much that. Um, but we have some future work going on. Um, actually, just A month back we were contacted by the IG's office uh, asking us if we had any work done for Windows 8 (laughs) because that's the newest thing and they had a case up there with Yahoo Messenger on it for Windows 8 which actually made us happy that whatever we are working on was useful for some people out there. Uh, So we are actually deciding to do that for Windows 8 and whatever the newest uh, version for messenger is. Uh, The next thing that we want to do is try and see if we can get any IP addresses off off there. We still haven't been able to find any right now, but I'm sure we can. But we didn't dig that deep in there that time. And some additional chat recovery, right? I know for now you can recover chats only if the session was not logged off and the computer was like just shut down or something like that and trust me in this case we had we had tons and tons of chats that we had to go through try and piece everything together with the S folder file which was created it it, it was fun but very tedious job and we are trying to see if we can do that and as I said constant addition of new features as we were just asked about Windows 8 and that's pretty much it alright questions
0: I have a question you mentioned that some of this work uh, came out of a local police case mm-hmm. that you were involved with did, do you know if that case went to trial
1: yes it did and he was uh, he was acquitted
0: uh, so was your work used in the trial as uh, um, to define the uh,
1: well this this thing actually came out after the internship. But throughout the internship, we we really struggled because nothing was there out there for VISTA. And we had to dig everywhere, okay, try and find out what we are looking at, what we are doing. We didn't know what it was. But then we found out about the S folder in one of the previous papers that I was mentioning. And that really put us on the track. But uh, all that hard work actually led us to write this paper because we didn't want other people who would come across a case like that to not have any direction to go to.
0: So do you know what kind of uh, uh, argument the prosecutor had to make in, in uh, um, this evidence?
1: I, I really did not, because even though we were interning there, um, we were just helping the detective. We are not technically allowed to look at pictures there. so. I have no idea what went on in the court. Yeah. How about if you save the photo in uh, external memory and uh, with the computer? What yes. will happen? What will be the path? Uh, um. Memory? Well, if you send a picture will not matter anything because the picture is anyways in the external but it will be stored in that s folder no matter what the s folder will be created on the machine on both ends so the receiver and the sender and anyways it's really hard to know with the photo sharing which picture was shared because as i said it changes the names completely it's all the random names that it gives to so whatever your XYZ name was, it was not, it's not going to say XYZ in the S folder. So unless you open the picture up in your, from your external memory and then check the picture on your S folder, there's no way of finding out which picture it was. But it will still be there on the S folder.
0: So, did you say you provide, or they provide a cheat sheet like, for law enforcement to tell them where to go and get yeah. things? Because yeah. I've worked with sex offenders and okay. I've never even heard of that. Well, so that uh, would be something that would, that would really be Yeah, yeah I
1: know. <laughs> well, the best cheat sheet that they usually have is the access data finder that I was talking about. Mm-hmm. And as I said, it, well, last time I heard it was outdated. I have no idea what it is right now. Okay. Um, I'm not going to look lame. I, I know that, but well, if it was outdated in 2011 <laughs> for Vista and to not include Vista, I doubt it is going to be updated now. But if it is, then it's awesome. But as you as you said, yeah, it it's not comprehensive. It's just the basic parts or basic things up there. So what we did for uh, Messenger, uh, the Registry just talks about the registry. It does not talk about the S folder or the file transfer. So if that was used No, you cannot find that out unless you Experiment yourself or find some of the papers like these Other questions? Yeah,
0: do you have any interaction with Yahoo during this? paper? or And if you did, what was the extent of your discussion?
1: Um, we did not. We actually did not. Um, we were just trying to find answers on uh, the law enforcement the if we could. That's one of the best things that e- they use. You can pop up a question and if someone knows the answer, they'll say, say it. But uh, we did not go to Yahoo, which now that you mentioned was I don't know why we did not go to Yahoo. But yeah, we didn't. Any other questions? All right, thank you.